0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up... Are Constant Conversations on WhatsApp Doing More Harm Than Good? Uh, so this comes from a recent opinion piece in The Guardian. It's part of, um, you know, reflections that they've been publishing on the new year. And this one is by writer and DJ uh, writer and DJ Annie McManus. And it's titled, I Want to Get Off WhatsApp and Call My Friends Instead, The Thing I'll Do Differently in 2023. And essentially, the uh, article highlights the phenomenon of real conversations, Increasingly being replaced with online communications uh, like chat groups and texting and so on. And in the article, uh, the writer talks about how WhatsApp has become a huge part of her life in many ways. And of course, it's hugely convenient. It's free. It allows you to keep in touch with people um, in very uh, meaningful ways, in easy, convenient ways. Um, she gets informed about announcements, their discussions with friend groups, and so on. But she also pointed out that WhatsApp has been making her feel more disconnected from her friends because she's now more inclined to send someone a text rather than call, that these conversations are usually um, in stops and starts they often don't feel substantive enough uh, it can eventually start feeling rushed like the person is just replying for the sake of it um and sometimes just dies off and is never resolved so um she's been po- she points out essentially that her resolution for the new year is to have more real life conversations um and this got me thinking about this notion of chat conversations as well because um i agree that it is it has become so much more convenient to stay in touch. And certainly over the pandemic, I appreciated so much how, um, messaging apps and, and chats allowed me to communicate with people who I couldn't reach physically, who lived in other countries or in, in the case of the lockdowns, even just down the, ro- uh, down the road. Um, and certainly the convenience of being able to text while you're doing something else to be able to do it during the course of the day, something that's hugely appealing. Um, but, as the writer points out in the article, um, there are a number of ways in which this impacts the kind of conversations you're having as well. Uh, she also highlighted, for instance, how these chats become not just about having a conversation, but also just about a, you know sharing memes and photos and links and, and just dumping information rather than actually meaningfully engaging with people. So, She concludes that next year, she wants to bring back calling and talking to friends instead of just texting them. We thought we would discuss that further and um, try and understand whether um, this is something we should be aspiring to do more of. So we will be joined after this by Dr. Anasuya Jagadevi Jagadeesan, Dean of Psychology and Social Sciences at the University of Saibajaya. But in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Do WhatsApp conversations work for you? Or would you prefer phone or face-to-face conversations instead? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, tweet us at BFM radio.
1: Be free minded. BFM 89.9.
0: It is 514. You're listening to the evening edition with Sharmila. And we're talking about uh, whether WhatsApp conversations might actually end up making us feel more isolated or more lonely. Uh, this comes from um, an opinion piece uh, in The Guardian. And so we're expanding the conversation to see whether this is something uh, we might want to make a change in when the new year comes. Do send your thoughts our way. Do WhatsApp conversations work for you? Would you prefer phone or face-to-face conversations instead? You can call 777-332-900, Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line is Dr. Anasuya Jagadevi Jagadeesan, Dean of Sci- Psychology and Social Sciences at the University of Cyberjaya. Anasuya, good to have you with us. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you. So let's start with that article, right? The columnist says that this constant chat communication has made her feel more disconnected from the people in her life rather than bringing them closer. Do you think this is something many people might experience? I think
1: it depends person to person. I know individuals who love the chat. They'll die before they pick up the phone and call somebody. They may answer your calls, but for them, it's stress and anxiety to actually call somebody on the phone because they're so used to using chat. But then there's a whole bunch of other people that WhatsApp feels like work. It feels like um, you, you don't really want to talk to me, you just want to type, and it's not something that connects me with you, it is just something for your convenience, not and or oh my convenience, that's all it is. So there are two kinds of people, I think, that respond to the various types of communication we have nowadays. And it serves our purpose to figure out what kind of person we are.
0: What about you personally? What's your experience when it comes to having conversations with the people in your life? Um, how often is it over chat versus on the phone, let's say? Uh, for me,
1: when it's for it, for it to be meaningful, I de- definitely prefer on the phone. Uh, but even then, I'm not the kind of person who likes on the phone calls for like two, three hours or five times a day <laughs> phone call. It's like once a day, you know, have a nice chat. Then that's that's good enough. And then... For WhatsApp, it's just like you know, short. Uh, some something important I have to send you some inf- some important information. Then you can send by WhatsApp. But I definitely prefer a call when it's like you know, let's just have a quick chat and something like that. I do prefer calls.
0: So really, it's not so long ago that picking up the phone and calling someone was the only way to have a long and substantive conversation, right? How has texting changed the way that we communicate with each other? You
1: see, the the the. The critical word you used there was long and continuous conversation. Before texting came, there was no way to have a long and continuous conversation other than face-to-face or via the phone. Uh, So now technology has changed and has gotten this new area where I can have a long, continuous conversation with you via text. And let's admit it, sometimes we want a text message when we want things written down in black and white so we can either show it to them, this is what you said earlier, or I need this as evidence, I need this as proof, or, you know, you always seem to forget if I say something, so I want it in black and white. So nowadays, the text actually gives us a bit more uh, continuance, it gives us a little bit more clarity on what was actually said, and then it does give us evidence if we need the evidence.
0: So the writer in the article also points out that a few ways in which uh, chat conversations can differ quite significantly. uh, For instance, it's more visual, right? People can send pictures and memes and jokes and so on. Um, It Mm -hmm. also stops and starts, right? Uh, So it can stretch on for days or hours. You don't get an immediate response. Sometimes people can be left hanging. How does this shape the way the conversation feels, how we relate to this conversation?
1: okay so that really depends on the two people and sometimes you know it's not just hanging it's ghosting uh? ghosting means that i don't bother talking to you i don't want to talk to you and you know you've sent like seven messages and i'm just not responding because actually i don't want to talk to you but at the same time i don't want to block you because i may feel that blocking is not necessary i may feel that blocking is like not me i don't block people or just blocking is too rude or you know it's just that you know come on why do i need to block you your conversations are funny maybe i'll post it on reddit so um the they, the way we have the way we have um, the way we have communication in terms of chat is that power dynamic shift depending on whether the person chooses to reply or not i have the power now to reply when i want to and if the person doesn't want if the person is not going to be nice to me then i can always block them so that is a that is one of the things about texting that has actually kind of shifted the power dynamic to the person responding. So you can, if I pick up the phone and you are shouting at me, it's very hard for many people to to hang up the phone if somebody's shouting. But in text message, if, some, if somebody starts shouting at you or being angry with you on text, you can ignore. You can just you know, let it go. You cannot look at it and you can ghost people for how long you want. So one of the ways things has changed is that it does have a shift in power dynamics, but it also gives people more control as to, I don't always have to answer. Look, you know, it's there. I will answer on my time. Um, And this tends to be me, those people who actually text me or will know this, that (laughs) I don't always look at my phone. So, I mean, no, I will answer, but usually it's like a couple of hours later. And if you demand me to answer immediately, you're just not going to get it because the phone is for my convenience. And unless we have a prearranged time of when we're going to have a chat, then it's still for my convenience.
0: Actually, that point about power dynamics, um, you know, I've thought about this quite a bit, particularly when you're having important conversations or conversations that can be difficult. Face-to-face or on the phone, um, you're required to immediately give a response. You're required to react. And so it's happening in real time, whereas in chat, you can choose to disengage. You can, you have time to formulate a response. As you said, you can just not reply at all. How does that then change uh, the relationship itself or or the way, um, I suppose I'm thinking, you know how do you does it mean that we're increasingly getting used to not having to confront things that are uncomfortable
1: uh no i do, i disagree with that i do think that people on chat do confront very uncomfortable things but the difference is now they have time to go and you know edit what they're saying if they're smart mm. you know if you're impulsive and you send i've seen people send chat that burns bridges to heaven you know and back again um so b- people in chat can be can can really go out of control and say out of control things in chat. So I don't think that uh, that it actually reduces the validity or the depth of the conversation, so much so that for some of us who takes a bit more time, it gives us time to craft answers that maybe are not so hurtful, a bit more more diplomatic, a bit more sarcastic, if that's what you want. So um, it can actually soothe out conversations a bit better and stop impulsive responding. Or it can be an impulsive respondent, and you can have a chat war, which, or you know, flame war, chat war, all kinds of things, which do happen even nowadays. Uh, but nowadays, you even have people, you know, um, getting, you know, erotica on, you know, through chat. And the chat function does not reduce the relationship. It's about the two people in a communication. It's not the medium; it is the individuals in that relationship communicating. So whether I choose to communicate with somebody through chat. Or through face to face, or through, uh, or through a phone. It depends on my link with that person and how you continue that conversation. If you remember to the days when we were children, long, long time ago, <laughs> we had pen pals, and uh, you know the relationship with a pen pal is somebody who you write a long letter to, and they don't answer for for, for weeks or months, and when you finally get an answer, it's another long letter back, and there was still that, you know, that link between the two people. So it co- any conversation, any relationship comes down to the relationship between the two pe- the two people, the understanding between them. The medium is always just going to be a medium.
0: Are there specific values to or specific advantages to having face-to-face conversations over communicating through chat?
1: Non-verbals, you can see if somebody is lying. I'm honestly going to say that if you're in a romantic relationship or with somebody you plan to have business partners with, please do see them face-to-face a few times because it is very easy to lie on chat. It's very easy to lie when you don't see a person face-to-face. And it's a lot harder to lie face-to-face. It's a lot easier for you to pick up cues that somebody is being less than honest with you face-to-face. And uh, it's always very dangerous to fall in love with somebody that you don't meet face-to-face.
0: You touched on this earlier. Uh, there is a fairly popular notion that uh, people prefer texting over calling. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk about why this is so prevalent? Where does this aversion, increasing aversion, aversion to phone calls, come from? Um,
1: because for for the okay, it, okay, this is my opinion, and it's a very, it actually comes from the cost of a phone call versus cost of texting. <laughs> when you, re- if you remember, for when it started, it started with that. It started that it was actually cheaper to text than it was cheaper to call. Now it's about the same. Now you can actually get free calls. But people still prefer text because for some people, it is again that control. I have more control over text. But another one is social anxiety. And this is the negative part of the texting and uh, what's been happening nowadays is that some people really have very high levels of social anxiety, more so post-COVID. And texting allows people to hide. It allows you to not face that reality of having a conversation and face to face looking somebody in the eye or talking to somebody on the phone because, you know, I may say the wrong thing. So I'd rather text so I can edit it and make sure it's nice and proper. You know, it's that fake self that you can create in the online universe versus your real self because you don't have confidence in your real self. You don't trust your real self. You don't believe in your real self. So you need that delay. You need that. That fake, You need that filter and, and basically the chat allows you to have a filter between you and the other person. So unfortunately, uh, it does come down to social anxiety.
0: So one reason people might prefer to have conversations on text is because work schedules, a busy life and mm. texting is obviously uh, more convenient. Um, and, and, you know, as you said, it's also usually free or cheaper at least. Um, mm. How can this be? uh need to stay commun- uh, connected to have deeper engagement or conversations be balanced out with time
1: i mean you know it's the same way we always used to do it if somebody is important we make the time for that person and if we f- if we feel that we don't want to engage with that person at that point in time then we don't have to so um the 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 challenge of time versus work or time versus you know, busyness, you know, of having a conversation, that's not limited to chat, that's limited to -to face-to-face, that's about face-to-face contact, it's about going out with people, it's about, you know, how much you value the other person on the other end of the phone or the other end of the line versus, you know, your own free time. So the more we value that person, the more we are willing to go out with that person, to meet up with them, to talk to them on the phone versus, you know, just chatting at our convenience. So it is yeah it is about relationships
0: um i wanted to briefly touch on group chats which are so ubiquitous Mm -hmm. nowadays uh Mm -hmm. what are some of the pros and cons of this kind of interaction uh
1: the assumption that everybody in the group chat read everything we think (laughs) that everybody (laughs) because you know we think that everybody in the group saw all the messages that we have and understand what is going on and we and actually the answer is some of us just didn't see it or we were skimming or that day we didn't look at the phone and there were 200 group chats, and we never bothered looking at it, especially when it's a family group chat. you know the assumption that everybody in the family would know this is happening and actually no, I don't know because I didn't really read the group chat. Um, those kinds of those kinds of drama does come about. Another big drama that has happened on group chat is that people um, you know remember what I said about impulsive sending of messages yeah so you know when you impulsively send an angry message in a group chat. It actually can actually destroy groups. Um, you know, people, ca- people have actually started, you know, um, rifts in groups because of things that they have said in the group out of impulse or out of when they're angry. And uh, that, ca- that can cause quite a bit of harm to a group.
0: Change. We have just about two minutes left. Uh, so the new year is coming. How can we take stock of our online interactions and relationships? And should we be making more space for phone or in-person conversations? The question is not should we be making more
1: space for phone or in-person conversations. The the question is, should you be making more space for that individual in your life? Mm. So if that is whether your individual is your family member, it's your friend, it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, um, it is a child, it is you know your it is your pet. It's not about the medium. It is about the individual on the other end of that communication. So as we go into New Year, I think you know uh we have had we've come out of the we've come out of covid we need to take stock of where we want to be or the kind of people we want to be in the future especially for young people who are right now hiding behind their texts hiding behind their computers you know computers are going away there has been an actual backlash to online we want face to face even in workplaces they want more face to face interaction or at least balance face to face and online interaction so you know two years down the line are you going to still be hiding behind the computer? Or are you going to be able to be to give public, speak, pub, uh, public speaking talks, interviews? Can you speak confidently? And if the answer is I'm not sure, then the next new year should be to improve those skills and improve their face-to-face capacity because the world needs both, not just online. You need to have online as well as face-to-face abilities and skills
0: to manage in the world. Anasuya, thanks for speaking with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Dr. Anasuya Jagadevi Jagadeesan, Dean of Psychology and Social Sciences at the Uni- at University of Cyberjaya, uh, speaking to us about um, a subject that has come about from an opinion piece in the Guardian: uh, whether WhatsApp conversations end up making you feel more lonely. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. Do WhatsApp conversations work for you? Would you prefer phone or face to face instead? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018